I remember the judge looking at us and saying, the problem is you're trying to, to figure out right and wrong. This court isn't about, this right, isn't and about wrong. right and wrong. It's about resolution. So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. Welcome back to the Impact Without Limits podcast. Dale Carmi here with my brother, Brian. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. And we are just coming off the heels of, of our Frevalon conference. It was a great time It was time a great in time out in, uh, yeah, out in Phoenix. And we had a live podcast there that I think just aired last week, um, which is pretty good. But so we want to step back to what we're hitting in season three, three though, that we don't want to we don't want to lose place. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about just the situation that was brewing that's going to be season three, which becomes this lawsuit, this decade long lawsuit. And we had um, our, our uh, dealer out in California, we we're referring to them as Matt, Matt and Diana. Yes. <laughs> Is that right? That's how we will refer to them. Um, we had, we had essentially, it was the spring of 07. Brian, you just moved back to Ohio. I was getting ready to finish up and move back. And we'd kind of put this ultimatum on the table because it, it kept going back and forth. It was, look, here, here are the options. Option one is you agree to move forward the way that we have suggested because the volume was non-existent. We were trying to help them turn things around. Or... You don't, and then we just are forced to terminate the dealership. You could still sell the product. You're not going to be an exclusive dealer. And we were waiting to hear back what the response was. And what we heard back wasn't an answer. It but was, we did get a response. It was a letter from an attorney. Yeah. It was uh, actually not just a letter from an attorney. It was a lawsuit, lawsuit. that was filed. It wasn't uh, just a demand letter or a, we need to talk uh, formally letter. It was a lawsuit filed in the um, Orange County Superior Court. Yeah. And it was their entity, JSA Depot versus Forever Lawn Inc. And uh, if you haven't ever received a lawsuit, it, it has a very ominous it's, feeling yeah, to it. And I mean, I, I think we were, we were somewhat like, it was surreal. It didn't seem like it was a real thing. We knew we hadn't done anything wrong. So we thought, well, this will kind of just go silly. away. But at the same time, it's a packet of information. A lawsuit is anytime you get something that is like, I'm assuming it was a certified, certified letter, letter from an attorney. It never feels good. It's never good. No. Yeah. Very few times have I gotten a certified letter that was somebody just saying, hi, or thank you, or you you're a great won. guy. Publishers clearing. House. Seems like usually behind a certified letter is the IRS, yeah. an attorney, something negative. They want to verify that you received it and verify they did. Yeah, and, and this was a point uh, when we got that letter, Brian, I was still in Albuquerque. You were back in Ohio. Um, yeah, I mean, business is going on. Like, you can't just no. stop and deal with stuff. Like, yeah, you're moving back. I'm here. We're trying to get situated here. But at the same time, we reach out. We have our our friend and attorney in Albuquerque, David Standridge. Dave Standridge. And we're like, Dave, what do we do with this? Are we allowed to use his full name? <laughs> 
we Thanks, are. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Dave's going to be a guest on this at oh, some yeah. point here yeah, in the we'll near have, future. We'll have Dave in. But we call Dave. And we're like, Dave, we need you to file a response for this. And Dave says, well, technically I can't. Because it's in like, California. What, what do you mean? And I didn't understand how this worked at the time. I mean, this whole legal world, we ended up getting a, an education through this. But at the time, I didn't understand. We had to have an attorney in California file the response to this because it was an actual lawsuit. It wasn't just a letter between attorneys. So in order to to make a statement to the court, it had to be somebody recognized by the California uh, Bar Association. So the first thing that happens is we got to hire a new attorney. Yeah. And obviously Dave was, you know, our, our quarterback. He quarterbacked all this for us and made sure that, you know, things were moving in the right direction. He knew us, knew our business. Um, but we had to reach out and, and find a new attorney in California. And I don't remember exactly how it happened, uh, but David reached out and, and found a firm. I, right. I remember California. going through a process and him talking to a few different um, firms, law firms, and settling on, I don't know, maybe he picked one, maybe one or two that he brought to us and said, I think the, this is good. People would be able to represent us pretty well. And, and we ended up settling on the firm. Uh, we'll probably just call Terry. him Terry. Terry was the guy's name, and he had uh, an associate working with him, Peter. Yes. So Terry and Peter were the two two attorneys. And it ended up being great timing because little did we know it, we were going to need an oh, attorney boy. in California for another reason. Yeah, I, I'm telling you guys. <laughs> when it rains, it <laughs> this pours. Was, this was uh, you know, a big bowl of crazy soup if there is such a thing. So while we're, you know, we're getting this into place, we're, we're trying to wrap our head around the fact that we are getting sued. And, and just real quick, the, the suit was for, I, I mean, when you get sued, there's a reason for it. Yep. And it was a breach of contract suit. It was that we had violated our contract with our dealer and we um, essentially, the, there were unfair business practices that forced them out of business is in short, what that suit was about. Yeah. And while we're getting situated with that, talking to David, wrapping our mind around the fact that we're getting sued, finding um, representation in California to handle us. And, and this is in the spring of 07 timeframe coming yep. into the summer of 07. We get another letter from an attorney. And this one was from, um, what are we going to say here? We're going to call her Teresa. Teresa. Let's use the name Teresa. Who sold? Who pet who potties. was somebody that sold pet potties? And I don't know, year two years earlier, probably back in two thousand and five, when we were first coming out with canine grass, this person reached out to us, said, "Hey, I sell these pet potties, these pup potties, and I'm looking for turf to put in them to sell with it." And we're like, "This is amazing because we just came out with this product called Canine Grass. It would be a perfect fit." flow through drainable. The dogs get up on this potty, the, and then potty, it's a tray that dogs can use when they're inside to go to the bathroom. You mean there's no flushing? No, handle? it's not, not porcelain. And, um, it was like the perfect fit, but as we got talking to her, the price of our product, cause canine grass is our most expensive product, probably the most expensive product in the synthetic turf world. Yeah. She's like, guys, the, you know, I'm selling these potties. I don't know what it was, $39 or something like that. I can't afford to pay that much for, um, your product. I really like it. I think it'd be great, but I can't pay that. 
And we happened to have, this is, we were first coming out with it. We had some production run issues. We temperature got too hot when they're putting the backing on, drew the, the, the face fibers down too much, but we have what we call second quality or off quality. And so we said, Hey, we have some of this grass. We can sell to you at a discounted rate, but it would work great for, um, a, a pup potty because it doesn't matter if, if it might be streaked or if there's a little, the pow height isn't quite what you want. And so we were able to give her a pretty aggressive price and she was excited about that. And so we serviced her for probably, I don't know, better part of a year. Yeah, a couple of years. And, and, and this was one I remember, Brian, we, uh, we would cut the mats. We didn't just send her the grass. We cut the mats. And I had Derek and Kaylin um, spend a whole weekend one time cutting mats for her, 19 by 29 or whatever it was. Yeah. And I think it went both ways where sometimes she would order rolls. We did sell and there rolls. were sometimes where because they were, you know, we were trying to help out, we would cut them. And um, yeah, again, that went on for a couple of years and, and it was a decent customer of ours. It was, you know, not incredibly large volumes, but it was a great place for us to sell second quality products and seemed like we were fitting a need. Yeah. And so all of a sudden we get this letter and I don't remember if this one was an actual suit or if it was from the attorney, I don't remember, but we get this letter where she's making a claim against us. And what was her claim? Um, her claim was that uh, essentially we didn't do what we said we would do. We, we, we wouldn't sell her these discounted uh, products anymore. Well, the reason was we didn't, we didn't have, have them. We didn't have any more off quality products. So she still wanted to pay the second quality price. And we're like, well, we don't have any more second quality goods. And she said, well, just make some. Well, it, if you're any of you in the manufacturing world, you don't purposefully make second quality. Um, that just happens on accident. And this was a way to, to, <laughs> to clear that out. But she was very frustrated that we wouldn't fill these orders she was placing for these second quality goods. And we would tell her, listen, we can either fill them with first quality goods, which are going to be more expensive, or you can wait and we'll fill with second quality because sometimes there's still bad runs. And so we did that for a little bit, but then she's frustrated because things weren't shipping on time. We're like, well, well, listen, you can pay more. She's like, I don't want to pay more. Okay, well, then you can wait. But she didn't want to wait. And so, you know, this, this happened for a while. And we had Joe on our team who was kind of, you know, point person on a lot of this and, and going back and forth with, with her. And at some point, it boiled over to the point that she did send us a letter from attorney and eventually filed a lawsuit in mm. Northern California but again, still in California. And so fortunately for us, we have an attorney that we're already working with. So now this attorney in California is handling two cases. I guess us. that's the fortunate that's the side of the story. Here. And um, so, you know, we, we have this, you know, process playing out in both where, you know, there's documents going back and forth between attorneys and, you know, potential trial and you're starting to, to talk through what's going to happen and, um, you know, we got called into, uh, a, essentially with Teresa, a, a mediation, right? Yeah. And I, I think we're, we're trying to figure out these timelines and they're not going to be exact, but we also want to try and keep you guys up on what's going on. So both of these filings happened in the spring, summer of 07. And I think we got somewhere to early part of 08, maybe spring, summer of 08, um, when we we started looking at how do we uh, settle this, yeah, this. mediate uh, one or both of these trials. It's kind of clear to me, Brian, I don't, 
I say I don't know exactly why, but I guess I do because it was such a, a moment. But I clearly remember being at my house, it, standing in my backyard, on my deck, um, talking on the phone as we were calling this. I'm talking to our attorney, but our attorney was with you out in California where you went out for a settlement conference, right? Yeah, I had gone out, and I believe this was probably the first time I met this attorney in person, but we had gone out to, to California to um, have this settlement conference or mediation with Teresa. And uh, what happens if for anybody that hasn't been in a mediation, and I hope that you never are, um, but you have a retired judge who acts as a mediator, and that retired judge... Um, puts you in one room and the other party in another room and they go back and forth between the two. And uh, it became clear pretty quickly that this was just a matter of money with Teresa, right? She just, she just wanted, she was angry at us. She felt that, you know, she couldn't uh, continue her product because she had based it on this discounted product. And so, um, you know, we go back and forth with this, this, uh, attorney for all of it. And finally the attorney comes back to us and says, and also she's had, she has bills with us that she hasn't paid. So right. she owes us at this point about $9,000. So we're thinking going in, maybe we can get some of get that, some paid. of our money back. And as we start to go through this mediation pretty qu- clearly, quickly, we realize we're not going to get any money back. As a matter of fact, the judge, the retired judge, the mediator is saying, how much are you willing to pay to make this go away? And and we're like, this is just crazy. Why would we pay her money? We didn't do anything wrong. Why would we pay? And and this, you know, is where we kind of get into this civil law, uh, you know, is is resolution between two parties. It's not about right and wrong. And that is for for somebody who's in the middle of that and thinks you've done nothing wrong is a very difficult thing to get your head around. But in this case, we had to make a decision that either we're going to pay these. So I've flown out to California. Mm-hmm. I've paid for an attorney. I don't remember if Dave, I don't think Dave flew out to California on that one, but we're paying Dave and, and well, we're, t- we're paying our attorney from Southern California to travel up to Northern, Northern California, California, which is where this lawsuit was filed. Right. And, and so we can either pack up and go home and make all of that for nothing, or we can decide how much we're willing to pay to end right. It right and there. And pack up and go home means go home and wait until and the next step when this goes to trial and goes on. And, and so I'm saying, I remembered it. So I remember standing in my backyard talking to our attorney who was sitting out in California with you and, and you know, him suggesting that we pay to settle this. And I just remember being indignant about why would we pay this lady money when we did nothing wrong? And she actually owes us money. And the answer was, well, listen, you might be right. Are you going to win in the court of law? Maybe, maybe not. But if you lose, it could be really, really expensive. And I'll tell you, just the cost of going to trial right. with me as your attorney, with our team, and the things we're going to do is going to cost you more than this settlement. So my advice to you is just to pay this and make it go away. And I didn't want to do it. I'm like, we got to stand on principle. We got to be do what's right. We we agreed. I remember agreeing. I remember being sick in my stomach and thinking, I can't believe I'm doing this. And uh, we agreed to pay her a sum of money, and it was done. Yep. Um, and as awful as that felt that day. And it was awful. I remember being out there just feeling like, just so defeated, right? I went out there thinking maybe I'm going to recoup some money. 
Yeah, you were going to show him. <laughs> you and you in, were going to grab this bull by the horns. And- <laughs> Instead, not only do we pay the attorneys, pay for my travel out there, we end up paying this person who we felt had wronged us, pay them money to make this go away. But we did it. It was a jagged pill, but we swallowed it. Yeah. Right. And it was over. Hey, right. And and here's the difference because the the title where I think we called we we called this a tale of two trials. We're talking right now about the trial that didn't happen, um, but this whole season is going to be about the trial that did. So while we were getting sued by Matt and Diana and uh, related to our business, we got sued by this customer related to our product. And this one, we bit the bullet. We did what we didn't want to do. We settled. And it was done and forgotten. And, and it was painful in the moment. It was painful in the moment, but it but, was done. But it was done. And, and, and a year later, five years later, 10 years later, never really think about it again unless we're reminiscing and telling a story. Yeah. The other one, foreshadowing. Continued on for the next 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, and you fast forward a little bit and I remember, and I, it was a couple of years later, um, one of our team members was at a trade show and ran in to this, this lady and she was, yeah, still, it was not, I mean, it was many years. It was like 10 years later. I think it was, was around 2017. She was still pretty bitter. And here she, she, she quote unquote, she won. won. She got what she wanted. She got some money out of this. She still felt wronged and it was bitter and she was angry about it. We had almost we even forgotten think about, about it. it. It's, it's like, like, it's an asterisk. Now, right? had the trial with JSA not happened, that might have still been more of a uh, front and center of mind. But uh, in comparing the two, right? At the time, when these two trials or these two things came in, which one did you think was um, more frivolous? Honestly, for me, I thought the one from Matt, was more frivolous because we were so intimately involved in it. And we knew we knew there's, there's absolutely nothing here. That's right. just silly. I mean, with, with the other one with Teresa, we didn't do anything wrong, but it's but, a product issue. Um, she bought product for a period of time. Then she couldn't buy it. I mean, it still didn't make sense, but. And it was a customer. There was just, it was just a different feel. And I, I thought, you know, that one potentially had more, more legs to it. Um, Oh, how wrong we were. <laughs> so, um, you know, as we look, look at this, you know, the, the, the things that we kind of learned in, in this moment, one, we figured out what mediation was Two, We learned the difference between, I guess, civil and criminal, like criminal yeah. is a matter of right and wrong. Civil is a matter of resolution. And I remember that judge, I don't remember if it was this particular no, it mediation, was, it was it, one it was in the future. The, and we're yeah. going to talk about that coming up too. I, I'll just go ahead and say it. But I remember the judge looking at us and saying, the problem is you're trying to, to figure out right and wrong. This court isn't about this right isn't and about wrong. about right and wrong. It's about resolution. And that Wait, is- What? Uh, I remember <laughs> like, what? Man, when you were in the middle Are of it- Are you joking me? This is our legal system. That is the last thing you want to hear, right? You want to hear justice. You want to yeah. hear, we're going to get well, to the bottom of this. we call it the justice system, right? Yeah. It's not. No, <laughs> no it's not. So- yeah, so that I, that's I, I think we'll wrap up this one. We'll pick back up with the next step. But guys, as we go through this, you, you know, it, it's a journey, and it's not all going to be exciting. But there are certainly stories and lessons along the way. Um, 
but we're going to try and anchor it in back to our lives and what was going on. And, you know, when this all started, we just moved back to Ohio. Business was starting to crank. We get 07, get into 08. We're building a team in Ohio. We're um, selling our first field. There's a lot of things starting to happen. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pick up with that on the next episode. Uh, remember, uh, you may not always have a good takeaway out of this story, but we do want to be people of impact. We want to create people of impact and we're sharing what happened to us just because we think there are life lessons in all of these events. This is the Threads Army reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.